Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We interrupt your normally scheduled broadcast for a breaking news transmission right across the desk right now, Dre. The Colorado Buffaloes and Dion Coach Prime Sanders have sold out wow. the spring game. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast. RK and my guy Dre here talking some Buffs today. Again, Jake out on vacation in Hawaii, as they like to call it. Blessed. And if, you really, if you're really feeling find. it, you might go Hawaii. Little Whoa. V sound. Yeah. Uh, but a, a momentous day, honestly. Uh, in Colorado Buffalo's football history. Like, I think we talked about this so much that I don't want people to not understand the significance of this because it was kind of expected. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like Shador Sanders transferring. I was like, okay, well, yeah, everyone thought that was a foregone conclusion when Coach Prime came, but I don't want that to take away from the hype that should exist from it happening. And that's exactly how I feel about this spring game selling out. Uh, it is now expected that there will be 45,000 fans in attendance. Um, there's still a few student tickets available, but the public portion of this is completely gone, completely sold out, which was right around 41,000, uh, I guess, minus. So right around like 35,000 tickets yep. were available to the right. public, mm -hmm. and they are all gone. And Andre, the day is March 30th. Yeah, we are not even within three weeks of the game happening. It's good. It's a big sign. Big early returns. The hype is real. I came back from my trip recently. Airports, lots of buffs gear. Mm. You just you just feel it, right? Like absolutely. You feel it. These times, you know, and you can feel it right now. The all-time record for attendance at a Colorado Buffalo spring game previously, yeah, was seventeen thousand eight hundred. Oh my. No way. Yes. So we, we've so doubled that. We're about tripling it. Uh, and it's just, well, I mean, if it was 15,000, it would be tripled. At 35,000? Or at, at 41? 45,000 is the expected attendance now. And that's including Jeez, tickets that man. weren't sold. So like yeah, yeah, yeah. fan or um, like guests, uh, they didn't sell the premium seating, uh, I assume, because that's going to be for Coach Prime's people. Mm -hmm. Um then you factor in students and public. We're expecting right, 45,000 right, right. people there, which is nearly triple the most of all time. And it's just... That is insane. It's just incomprehensible for the Colorado Buffaloes to be doing this for the spring game, dude. If... <clears throat> I mean, I guess if it was a normal game, you would expect it to be sold out regardless. But really, any other event, to get this type of crowd for it... You know, I don't know what Coach Prime has planned from a football perspective that day, but I've literally been to spring games that were just a practice. Like, there's cones on the field. Yeah. That's yeah, a spring game. 45,000 people want to see that. I know. I mean, talk about big-time football. Yes. It's just wild, and you and I probably have been able to digest and talk this through more than most because we are able to talk um, you know, privately in our day-to-day -day work lives. But the switch from where this program was at at the end of last college football season, or I mean, even like just before Thanksgiving as Carl Durrell's getting fired, to where it is at now, merely five months later, but it it might as well be 50 years later how much things have changed from what was truly one of the lowest of lows in the program's history to feeling so back. It's wild, man. I've never seen anything like this. Oh, I'm going to need a second to send out a banger of a tweet. Yeah? 2012 was the first year that Peyton Manning was a Bronco, correct? 
Sounds right. You want me to look this up for you? Real no, quick? no, I think that's right. Okay. Um, and this was a record. So in 2012, the Denver Broncos hosted a scrimmage at Sports Authority Field at Mile High. That what it was called then. The the football stadium is what yes. it means. Yeah. The Denver Broncos, who are introducing Peyton Manning. Yeah. To the stadium. How many? For the first time. Uh huh. Forty-one thousand three hundred four. <laughs> wow. No, it's just uh, it is a completely different deal. Oh man, that is insane. It's wild. Um, well, you break out that banger of a tweet. Do you want to talk about the other related news to this spring game? Yes, and I'm kind of bummed because I, I was ready to well, break this. I baseball got a, for you, yeah. I got a scoop yesterday. It's a small scoop, but I, you know, one of those things that's kind of fun for me to be able to share. Yeah. And I was like, oh, should I tweet this? And I was like, nah, I want to save this for the, for the OGs who listen to the show, the real ones. Yeah. And so I was like, I'll sit on this. Well, of course, in the email about the uh, uh, Buffs selling out the spring game, this also came out, which is that Chris Fowler will be on the call for the buff spring game. Uh, obviously, Chris Fowler, a buff himself. Yeah. What I would say is the voice of this generation of football. It's like the. Oh, 100%. The Brett Musburger. Of and, this. I mean, one of the great buffs. Yes. Well, a, a great buff. Um, it's pretty cool. Like, so you have him as like maybe the top play by play guy. Yeah. And then Joel Klatt, another buff, is probably the top analyst. A hundred percent. Both buffs. Clatt's outstanding. And Clatt will, pre I'm guessing, well, well, it depends on what the networks are, but Clatt will get a huge buffs game this year. No, um, buffs media, and then you add South Park is not doing that bad. So you got uh, Chris Fowler, Quint Kessinich, and Robert Griffin III on the call. Oh, man, RG3, wow. Robert Griffin okay. III would probably love to do a Roman read for us. Yeah, yeah, he Dude would. Loves, he would. Dude is just like horny. On TV Morning all the time. Um, <laughs> he's a weird one these days. He he made a great point about NFL player safety um, when the second Thursday night game was announced earlier this week, and I was kind of shocked because his his brief tenure as a broadcaster has been wild to say the least. But that's great. RG three back you back at Folsom where he wants. Uh, Terrified and traumatized you once upon a time, huh, Ryan? Yep. The okay, return so that of RG3. Was Peyton Manning's. Sorry, I have to get this tweet out. That's it's, crazy. It's just crazy. That is legitimately wild. Um, and I know you're distracted, but I think uh, what I was saying about the turnaround here for the program and what it's been in one off season is stupid oh unprecedented unheard of it's bigger than like the broncos adding peyton manning it's that kind of a needle mover um and in a sport that so much is hype and recruiting and getting yourself out there and uh really putting your you know your name on the on the forefront of people's minds no one no one no one can compare to what coach prime has been able to do in Boulder. It's um, it's like a fever dream, man. It's an absolute fever dream. I just, I can't, I kind of can't speak coherently in it because yeah. it's it's wild. It's truly <clears throat> shocking <clears throat> what's been able to happen, and no one could have dreamed it. No, no, no. And even when Jake and I are sitting there doing our tier rankings of potential coaches, I think we ranked like thirty of them. And I put Coach Prime S tier, and I said, yeah, this ain't happening, but it would be amazing if it did. Even then, if no, you had told no, no, me, no. okay, uh -huh. well, they get Coach Prime, what's the what's the spring game attendance? I don't think I would have we been no able clue. to say that it was going to be sold no out. No way. We knew that that, that, that Coach I, – I honestly knew in my heart that Coach Prime gave the Buffs the best chance of getting back to relevance quickly. I – in no – world could have predicted it happening like this this quick forget this it, vast this forget loud get it all right i'm almost done with this tweet so carry me for like two more minutes can i get into the couple other newsy pieces we've got yes okay um 
Speaking of great coaches at CU, J.R. Payne coming off an amazing campaign with the Lady Buffs is uh, getting a new deal through 2028. Um, of course, 59 and 29, the record in the last three years. She has 119 and 93 since taking over the program in 1617. Um, I mean, what can you say? We saw how the attendance against Iowa in the Sweet 16 really moved the needle um, and just the consistency you're seeing year in and year out from the buffs has been really nice. I love seeing the, um, I forget it. It must've been uh Bucky's channel where you see J.R. Payne and coach prime meeting for the first time a couple months ago, coach prime going over there, introducing himself Hopefully that relationship can pay dividends as I feel like they may be unfounded, but it makes too much sense to me. Uh, Bronny James rumors to the buffs are also getting me hyped. Yeah. I wish I could join you and say like, let's get hyped. Like this is one of those things where it's like, I'm, uh, I'm a little too close. I'm a little too close because I had the opportunity to check in. Uh, I know. It's and I shame. was like, Ronnie to the buffs and unfortunately a large bucket of cold water was poured on top of me when I inquired about that so I'm convinced this is like a Shadur only thing that's happened well that's what I was saying because I, I even said that to the person I talked to I was like well maybe coach prime and Shador are just taking care of this yeah one. <laughs> right like, they're like hey if that happens we'll be happy just talking so. to LeBron and Bronny directly you know it's not crazy to think that that could happen no, they not sold, at all. They not sold 45,000 tickets. They're going to sell 45,000 tickets to a spring game. They ain't hard to find. I don't know if you've heard. So, Bronny and Shadur is spending time in LA, like running in those circles. Yeah. A thousand percent. That is a curve. Yeah. I mean, it could happen. And you've got, it's not like, you know, Bronny would be coming to a complete trash program with no one there. Like, the number no. one player in the country is coming this year, too. Right. And, and Tad Boyle has an established record of developing players and putting them in the NBA. Right. And in some ways, isn't that more appealing than staying home, having the pressure of being at USC and, you know, like uh, you stayed, you stayed at home. I wanted to get, I wanted a buffer from home. And even when I moved an ocean away from home, I wanted a buffer from my family who was here. So I went up to the mountain. I could see it all checking out for Bronny. Like, you want to be a two-hour flight from home. Have I, your space. I think it's honestly perfect. It sounds like. I just wish I could. Damn it, I wish Ryan. I could add fuel to the fire. That's normally the type of guy I am. Rather than, you know, spread the cold water that was poured on me onto the fire. But, hey. It makes too much Anything is possible in the Coach yeah. Prime era, as yeah. we have learned. Absolutely. Okay. Um... So you got Coach Payne, yep. which, by the way, of course, good news for Shelomai, who plans to play for that program Great and connection. has uh, ingratiated herself, I think, to that team already. I feel like they love her. Like, she's going yeah. nuts on the sidelines oh, and like, yeah. all yeah. that stuff. So uh, I think, you know, it's good news for her. I think she was has, honestly like the way that Coach Prime praised Coach Payne gives you an idea of, you know, what, what that relationship is like. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? What else did we have on the news front that you wanted we to hit on? We just touched Bronny, and then you uh, you propositioned a game for me. I did. Wait, what? Yeah, it's the first of the two drafts. Oh, not really a game. This is just it's regular. It's just a draft, guys. So drafts aren't games; they're real life drafts. Okay. The reason we had Andre on today, and you guys have met him before, but his unofficial title at dnvr is dnvr draft guru that's right that's right. Um, he has lots of other titles at dnvr such as general manager um that's, that's host the one that counts. of dnvr bets yep yep um head of analytics we've let that one stick yes <laughs> uh so wears many many hats but yeah. uh originally came in as kind of the, 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 the knower of all things draft. So I figured draft if we're going to talk ball today, I want to talk to you about the draft prospects on this team. Yeah. Pro day was a couple of weeks ago. Obviously Oof. the last team, not a lot of pro talent. Uh -uh. All of a sudden 
Wow. You could see several draft picks over the next three years and you know beyond, of course. But as you're looking at the roster now, there's a lot of NFL talent or prospective NFL talent here. A hundred percent. And we should mention, yes, this pro day a real dud for the buffs. But just think, Christian Gonzalez is going to be a top 15 pick. He was recruited to Boulder. He was on this roster. Um, didn't yeah. work out. I mean, and Makai Blackman's also going to like ran a really nice combine and will probably get drafted. I think right now on the Buffs roster, there are two clear like the entire NFL scouting world is locked in and has their eyes on these two dudes. Then there's a lot of interesting talent, a lot of guys that check off a lot of boxes. But Travis Hunter, potential to be an all-world elite-type prospect at cornerback, potentially even at wide receiver, mm-hmm. um, which we know Jake's uh, really high on. But like, just the size, quick twitch. He's got some polish to him that's a little rare for a, a kid this age and then ultra-competitive. Yeah. He's got that Derek Stingley, Patrick Sertan, like, wow, I would not want to line up and go against this guy. He's making me work for every single step in my route, you know? He, he takes, like, a sick pleasure in ruining your mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's something else, man. He's something else. And then Shadur. Yep. Who's going to be really interesting to see at this level because... He's got the size, decision-making IQ. I think his footwork is really polished. I think the accuracy is going to be, like, top tier, um, even at this level of college football. And then you need to see the athleticism, which doesn't mean you need to take off as a runner, but it's more escapability. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that the, the, the actual arm strength. But, you know, Shadur is a guy who he has... He has a big season he could be declaring right off the bat like, and be a first-rounder. Yeah, it's honestly one of those things where it's like a fear for me and, and an excitement for me. Right. Um, right. It, it, it's like, okay, well, if Shador plays so well that he's being mocked in the first round next season, yep. then he should go. Uh, and I'll be so happy for him, and this year will be awesome Yeah. because it means Shador balled out insanely. Yeah. Um. And then the other part of me is just like, man, I hope even if that happens, he's just like, nah, I got to stay one more day. With 100%. My, one more year with my dad. Like mm-hmm. year two at, at Jackson is when he really broke through. Like year two at Colorado, we're going to you know compete right, for a national right. title. Yep. That's also USC and UCLA leave. The uh, playoff is expanded. And you can make a case pretty easily for Colorado having a path to getting into the college football playoff, not this year, but next year. Far weaker quarterback class as well. Projections, but yes, yes, yes. this twenty four class Caleb, already like uh, yeah, yeah. People are hyped. Tua's little brother. I mean, in the in the Pac twelve alone, you've got Penix, you've got Cam Rising returning. Like there are some dudes. Jerkovich might be healthy and back. Um, <clears throat> and then projecting out to twenty twenty five, hard at this juncture, but should do a much better chance of being the top guy in that class than he does at this point um, over Caleb Williams or those other guys. Then I think we go into the next tier. Really quick, just on Shador. Yeah. I think he actually might be the most underrated draft prospect on this Mm -hmm. team. And it's because of the transition from Jackson to Power 5. Yes. And just like the... Lazy. If you haven't paid any attention to Shador, you're just thinking yep. like, oh, the only hype around him is because of his dad. Yep. And it couldn't be further from the truth. I um, love Needy's insights on that. When you guys oh, had Neely. him on. Neely, sorry. Uh, I had him on the show. Like, yeah. That was incredible. Him explaining going to see Shador for the first time when they just like basically signed him because Coach Prime came. Well, and his nickname has grown. And in every facet of his life, you see someone who is far more mature than yeah. than a kid who hasn't yeah. even started his junior year of college yet. I mean, so the combination of leadership, footwork, accuracy, arm talent, athleticism to me is just like that's a he is a first round prospect at quarterback. Absolutely. At least you know, uh potentially. Yep, 
And honestly, I think I agree with you completely. I don't think the hype is enough on him. Nope. I think I think I think you've purposely been a little guarded. But like when I see him and I see the traits, to me there's like very very little missing from what he's got going on. Yeah. Um and I think and that gun's overrated because that's a guy who I I've consistently seen at Jackson be able to stand in the pocket, get the ball where it needs to go to the sidelines. The only those are the hardest throws. The only and this is this is to the type of shit that you only talk about during uh, a draft conversation. The only thing about him, honestly, that I don't think quite looks uh, NFL esque yet is like his body composition, mm-hmm. and that is just because of how young he is. Yeah. So as soon as he grows into his body, because um, you you can see that like you know from like a his shoulders and his height and all that stuff. Like it's not as if he's undersized, but he's still really young. So now as he becomes an upperclassman in college, I guarantee you, you start to see his chest, you know, grow his arms grow and he's going to be a top tier NFL draft prospect. Yep. And I mean, we, that's a part of arm strength development that I think is really underrated, but that is something that you can grow into. Yes. Everyone's not just going to throw 90 miles per hour at 18. Like that is a, that is a developmental skill. And, you know, we, we joke, you know, a lot about like dad strength. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it's just literally true. you get stronger as you grow up. Also, I swear <laughs> that happened to Brady like a, a third into his career where he added a little extra oomph to his arm. Yeah. Um, and then there's the next tier of the highly hyped recruits immense potential hard to project right now at the nfl level and upperclassmen transfers who i'm very intrigued by that's cormani mclean jordan dominic zico sado Trare, and dylan edwards and i just think you know cormani that size at corner that fluidity the potential for the ball skills it's another guy who you could be projecting to be an elite talent we just got to see him at this level jordan dominic that length the production in the sec the ability to play you know outside on the edge but i think go inside play some four eye play some three tech play some five tech from time to time against the run length and everything i think he is a guy who will be drafted who will have you know could be a borderline starter at the nfl level Zico, I think, is criminally underrated right now and could have a big season and even be, uh, you know, a guy who comfortably gets selected on day two of the NFL draft, first three rounds. Um, We love an athletic tight end in the second and third round. Receiving tight ends. That's what it's all about. Um, And then Dylan Edwards is a guy we completely need to unpack. But this is the first draft class, and I think the first of many, where I was seeing some stats, something like in the past 60 years of the NFL draft, only 30 players under 170 pounds have been drafted. 60 years, 30 players. This year, we have 17 such guys. Wow. Some who will go pretty damn high. And I was going to say, I think there was like, there had only been, there was even less that had ever been to the combine. Yeah. And there was like seven this year. And Coach Prime is leaning into this new year of modern football where that's true, where you can't have more than one track star on the field at once. Um, so Dylan Edwards is a guy I'm very intrigued by. Then I think, you know, Tyler Brown, who you've had. I've been saying show. about Dylan Edwards, and and it's such a small sample size of what I've seen from him. He is so it's so easy for him to bounce mm-hmm. and just burn everyone. Mm-hmm. If he ever develops strong running back vision. It's just like game over. Yeah. Yeah. It's game over. I mean, you know, you see it with like Deuce Vaughn, who's even smaller than he is. Yeah. Great and it's call. just like he's obviously has the speed and, you know, the quickness and the agility. But what makes him special is that it's not just beat you to the edge. Like he has right. some right. he can get you in a phone booth in between mm-hmm. the tackles and squeeze through and get three more or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, Dill might be better off as a wide receiver, you know, like he's going to get opportunities. At this yeah. Offense. Yeah. So, um, no matter how you split it, he has me very intrigued. And then I think we're into a next year 
of you know I'm very intrigued by Jordan Addison, Jimmy Horn, that kind Jordan of Jordan Tyson, Jordan. You said Jordan, Jordan Addison, Addison right? Because I was thinking wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Tyson, um, Jimmy Horn. Yeah, I. That's why you understood what I was saying because I grouped those two together. Um, Upshaw's got me intrigued, but not to the level of a Dominic. You know, Bentley at linebacker and Jeremiah Brown are two guys. And don't forget about Demoy Kennedy, who I think is probably the best NFL prospect of all three of those guys. Jeremiah Brown, more of an outside guy, whereas Bentley and Demoy Kennedy inside. Right, right. Yeah, Demoy Kennedy is a good name to put out there, too. But still recovering from injury. Yeah. A guy who, if you were doing like an Alabama podcast last year and had this conversation, you would have been talking about him early in the conversation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So if he gets healthy, I think he has like high, like first three round for sure potential as an inside linebacker. That's crazy. And then, you know, we were talking <clears throat> O-lineman off air. You thought Savion Washington was maybe the most intriguing from a pro standpoint. The fact that he's going to start the season playing at tackle would certainly be a big plus. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like the size of Van Wells is very intriguing. And Tyler Brown, I mean. Well, in Van Wells, um, we had Tyler Brown on talking about Tyler Brown, obviously, beast. But he was talking about Van, and he, he mentioned how smart he is. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a big, strong center <clears throat> who plays well and is really <clears throat> smart, that's going to be a Forget valuable it. prospect. To Forget it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, we're – there's a lot of talent, man. Yeah. That's a lot of talent right there. Yeah. Uh, Miles Slusher, another one at safety. Um, there's they kind of have a log jam at safety. Um, yeah, they have, they do. Trevor they Woods do. probably not a high caliber NFL draft prospect, but a guy mm-hmm. who shows up at a camp yep. at the very least. Yep. Uh, and honestly, like he's played well enough to this point where he could play his way into those conversations. Right, and that's a guy who he's much, far less valuable as a drafted player than he is as a real football player. Because those box safeties, you know, like yep. we're not going to draft you high, but yeah, in the right scheme, we might you might just start. Uh, and then Shiloh Sanders, who is kind of a wild card in all this, but yeah, you know, was an yeah. SEC player, was was at that's South nuts. Carolina, transferred to Jackson well, State. Well, that's nuts. You know, injured his knee, came back in five months to play off an ACL tear, uh, into. We honestly haven't seen him healthy for a really long right, time. Right. Um, so a healthy Shiloh Sanders, who is a hitter, I mean, brings the boom. But also maybe, you know, we always joke or not even it's a, is, a, is it a joke. Each kid kind of got something from Coach yeah, Prime. Yeah, yeah. Like like Shador got his work ethic uh-huh. uh, and, you know, maybe his football IQ probably yeah. too. And I'm sure Shiloh got some. Shiloh is the closest to the speed gene uh, of what Coach Prime had. Now, not probably four two speed, um, but interesting. He's he's fast. Yeah, for a safety. Yeah. Uh, so what I've seen of Breedlove, most of it from high school is really intriguing. Yeah, like yeah. physical, physical. Yeah. So uh, Shiloh excites me a lot because I think again we talk about Sanders kids being underrated. Yeah, people yeah, almost look at Shiloh yeah. as like a throw-in in the deal, and like again, an SEC safety who transferred to Jackson State to play with his dad in the yeah, same way that point. Shador was going to be an SEC player, but he went he committed to Jackson to play for his dad. So, it's a good point. Don't sleep on Shiloh. Um, I hope he stays healthy. I hope he gets to show, you know, why he's the the Sanders child wearing twenty one. Let's hope. Yeah, I mean, you get some returns from that back seven, you're going to be in a really nice And then you know, the guy who I've been hyping uh, up a bunch, Cam Selman-Craig. Again, yeah, yeah. box safety, nickel, yeah. closer to the line of scrimmage guys. They, don't, they just don't give those guys enough love in draft mm-hmm. conversations, mm-hmm. but dog. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these guys who maybe are our biggest question mark are Jackson State guys. We I mean, don't completely know. How they'll translate, you know? Yeah. Uh, Shiloh, which is like kind of funny in 2023, but his nickname at Jackson State was Headache Gang CEO because of how so hard he good. hits people. So good. Oh, I assume that was because he gave Coach Prime the most headaches. Maybe it's a double meeting. 
<laughs> That's so good. But it was Tyler Brown described it as uh, about how hard he hits people. Love that. Which again, eh. yeah, yep, yep. Very 1980s of us. Very, very yes. But hey, when you hit, you hit. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, interesting stuff. I, I just I can't get over the fact <laughs> that there's that many players that we can even talk about. It's so silly, man. It is crazy. All right, before we move on, uh, first a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Illegal Pete's. We Let's love go. Illegal Pete's here. We've been dishing out free chips and quesos to our guests who have been coming on, and wow. like they might be more hyped about that than the free t-shirts we give them. Um, but also a shout out to our friends over at Roman. Um, if these buffs are going to Yo. make it to the league, they're going to have stiff competition. <laughs> no uh, doubt. And if you no want to be stiff competition yourself <laughs> in the bedroom, you got to hit up our friends yeah. over at Roman. Uh, they go. have the Roman swipes, which can help you last four times as long. Um, they have all sorts of stuff for treating low T. They have um, yeah, consultants that's, that's you can really get with to find out what maybe you need to maximize your sexual health goals. Right. So get over uh, to Roman. Go to row.co. They hard to find. Slash CHG. Slash DNVR. Oh, bro. What? I don't know why that came. They are hard to find. C I don't know. Something. How CHGO dare you, Row.co. Maybe that's because it rhymes. Row.co slash CHGO. Row.co slash DNVR. Don't, don't, uh, don't yeah, give that to the them. Stiffest. Um, but yeah, get over to get over to Roman and uh, and increase your sexual Roman health. Roman, indeed, absolutely. And then a shout out to our friends over at Athletic Greens, who can also probably help in that <laughs> regard as well, because they help with Whoa. your entire health. Whoa. Um, we talk about the AG glow around this office. So if true. someone walks in just looking like a million bucks, we're like, oh, you must have had your Athletic Greens today. It brings a little color. To wow. you, gives you your greens in the morning wow. uh, and all sorts of things that you need to start your day. I uh, I always say just like, don't even think about it. First thing you do in the morning, wake up, go to the fridge, eight ounces of cold water. I go one ice cube, Ooh. one ice cube, scoop Ooh. of athletic greens. You shake it up until the ice cube Savage melts. Savage style, yeah. And then you have like a nice ice cold beverage uh, and you can get all a full serving a full day's worth of greens in one eight ounce chug. So hit up our friends over at Athletic Greens. Go to athleticgreens.com slash buffs, uh, and they'll hook you up with five free travel packs. All right. Nice. Where are we going, Dre? We're going in the time machine. Let's go. We're going in the time machine um, because... Hopefully a long time ago. I don't need to revisit the last 10 to 15 years of Buffs football. There's a couple in here. We are yeah, going to yes, draft our fantasy teams of all-time Buffs. So we each get a quarterback, a running back, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. So this is an actual team, right? Because we're going to put five skill position players. So, you, you know, maybe you want to run a little 22. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. You, no, you can't do that. Um, you couldn't no, run 22 because you couldn't get two running backs and two tight ends. No but, real football formations, but yeah, well, you, they could because you can go like 31. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess no, it's more no, just 11. Yes, exactly. You can go 11. 11, but I can't have a third wideout. Oh no, I can. That could be my flex. Okay, I yeah. can't go 11. Yeah, and you could go 12. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. So those are and normal. 21. Okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Good, good. 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 We talked it out. Good. We talked it out. So we are going to build uh, <laughs> our teams. I have built a draft board for this. I normally wouldn't do this, but I was, oh, I got yeah. some like anxiety over this draft. I know I we've done similar things, but we couldn't find them. And I prepared too. I saw you preparing that weirded me out. So I prepared. Yeah. Um. So congrats, guys. You've seen us do a million podcasts together. This is the first one ever we're prepared. For this would time. probably be a lot more fun with a third person just because there'd be more competition for some of these top players. Like we're splitting hairs in some of these categories, um, but one of them is really important. So. I think we need to do a coin flip of sorts to see who gets the first overall pick. Let's go. Come on. Um, why don't we do uh, Alyssa? You pick a number one or two. Hold it behind your back. Okay. 
Dre, I'll give you the guess. Like Shadur, my number is two. Give me two. It's one. Let's go. Let's go. We will go snake draft. We will go snake draft. Okay. But that's a tough break for you. Yeah, it is. I probably should have given you. I feel like a lot of these buffs, it's like the top pick really stands out above the rest of the group. Yes. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. This is why we both wanted the first overall pick. In a normal conditions, I would have uh, just given it to the guest. Sure. But sure. because you work here, you don't get that benefit of the doubt no, from me. I'm too competitive no. for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So with the number one overall pick in the all-time buffs fantasy draft, Ugh. Team RK selects Cordell Stewart. Damn. Quarterback, University of Colorado. That's a really good one. I was thinking about Slash today uh, with a K, Alyssa. Um, I was thinking about Slash today because the idea of the Steelers signing Lamar Jackson as merely a way to troll the steel the Ravens was brought up. Mm. I was like, oh my god, Lamar would be Slash 2.0. Like, Damn. Slash to me is a little closer to like Cam Newton. He was such a Slash in our lives is such a fever dream. Well, and it's just so amazing. What the bummer for Slash is that he is before his time. Because if he came today, there no one would be calling him Slash. And in fact, he didn't really like that nickname that much. Now he's kind of leaned into it now. But it's the same thing that people were saying about Lamar Jackson when he was coming out. I was like, is this guy better as a wide receiver or running back? Which is insanity for a garbage massive athletic quarterback with a cannon of an arm. He's like I said, he's closer to like Cam Newton and Josh Allen than uh, than honestly Lamar, but just an absolute monster. Where if he came in to the league today, oh, he he'd probably be the number one pick. Even his college stats are just like compared to the greatness that I knew he had. On um, and I mean, if you guys want to play a drinking game with this. Uh, bottoms up anytime we mention how talented that 1994 Buffs team was. Yes. Because, like, that's going to produce a lot of these dudes. Do I need to stick to quarterback? No. In fact, you should probably pick quarterback I, yeah, last. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, You know what? Second pick, I'm going to do it. I felt like this was the other position where you really have a massive advantage with the top guy. Give me tight end Daniel Graham, the man behind uh, RK's favorite upset all time because he's part of that front, just bodying guys. He is obviously part of the front end of the Patriots dynasty that was built on the run, was built in the defensive and offensive trenches. Daniel Graham, man, a beast Love seeing DG on campus on some of those videos. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll have DG on here eventually. Oh, my God. Please do. He's growing his shit out. I love it. And just like an all-timer. To me, he really embodies um, that early 2000s, like, last stretch where the buffs were the buffs. Okay. You get back-to-back picks here. Hell, and I go back yes. Give me a running back, Rashawn Salam. Oh. Um, again, the 94 team, like they didn't win the natty. Uh, they give us the miracle of Michigan, but pound for pound, I think the most talented buffs team ever. I remember Joel Klatt and Matt McChesney talking about this back in the day on a podcast. Um, the 94 team, they're just, and what Rashawn does in that year is just nutty. Um, it honestly, it tells you everything. You need to know about how highly we think of Cordell and DG that the only Heisman in the program's history is the third pick of this. But Rashawn, I think I feel really good about him being my top back. On a long list of incredible Larry Zimmer buffs calls, Mm. Rashawn going for 2000 is the one that sends intense goosebumps down my spine and probably tears down my face when I hear him call it. Obviously, it's a little more emotional now that that Rashawn is no longer with us. Um, But just the, he's got 2,000. And then he finishes, it's a touchdown. It's like a 60-yard touchdown 
to clear 2,000 yards in the Heisman season. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Superstar so. running back when superstar running backs ruled the sport. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thanks to him, one of 25 schools in college football history with a national championship and a Heisman winner. There you go. There so you go. great pick. Uh, I think I'm going to go to the last position here where I can get the number one player on the board. Uh, and I'm going to take mm. Good definitely the most talented wide receiver in Buff's history. Good call. Uh, and another member of the 94 team, Michael Westbrook. Michael Westbrook, baby. Just a, just a freak. The combination of size and speed, honestly, in that era, which there i don't know if there was that many guys mm -hmm. with that combination of size and speed a high first round pick yeah uh and a guy who continued to do it in the nfl uh at, at a at a very high level in fact probably the best nfl career of anyone drafted so far yeah yep cordell is just different so because tough. he wasn't so tough. He wasn't put in the right position to succeed. DG it's more consistent longevity. He is more of a blocking tight end though, so yes. you know. And he was amazing at that. Uh incredible. Absolutely incredible. I want to look at Michael Westbrook's NFL stats really quick. Um he was 6'3" 220 and it was Jeez. running like 4'4" oh four, four speed, I think. Uh and oh finished his God. NFL career 8 years uh, with 285 receptions for 4,000 yards and 26 touchdowns, averaged 15 yards a catch in the NFL, um, had a thousand yard season in Washington in 1999, where 4,000 yard seasons were just being printed out. So, uh, a beast. Yeah, absolutely. Good one there. And you get back to back picks. Ooh. Oh, man. All right. There's a lot of talent there, but I don't want to get the last one. I think I'm fine sitting at that position. Give me who I think. And, and, and we have to be clear because we set the, the rules before this you show. You haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> yep. We set you the rules before the show that Ryan. all of these players are at the peak of their college career. Uh huh. And all of them are fully healthy. Fully healthy, like in their prime. And with that said, Ugh. I think the most talented player Don't you dare. of this generation. Don't you dare, God damn it. LaVisca Chanel. Oh, LaVisca no. Chanel is, no. is going into my second wide receiver. No, no. Can you imagine Cordell oh, Stewart, Michael Westbrook, God. and LaVisca Chanel no, in the same cool offense? With Cordell throwing two of them, so dumb. So. I mean, he enters his final season as a consensus top 10 guy in that class. Well, also a Heisman candidate. His stats coming out of that year. What was it? The first like eight games of his sophomore season. He's he's putting up just stupid numbers. So if that's the Visca you get. Whoo. Yeah. I mean, his his sophomore year at Colorado, he goes 86 catches for 1,011 yards and six touchdowns. And that doesn't include his rushing stats. And it doesn't do him justice. Like per game, he was just stupid. Exactly, because he only played in nine games that season. So 1,000 yards in nine games in college, which is insane. Um, six receiving touchdowns, but he also goes 17 carries for 158 yards and five rushing touchdowns. He was the Buffs' best short yardage player they put him in in third and fourth and short, and he would just bowl through on like essentially QB power or wildcat power. Um, and and one of those things where I, I say this a lot about Demarius Thomas, may he rest in peace. Um, so big that there always has to be multiple guys to tackle him. So what happens is these big guys get stood up by a smaller player and then a linebacker comes in and just drills them. And the wear and tear that goes on their bodies yeah. for yeah. essentially doing that just wears them down. And so LaVisca, you know, hasn't didn't obviously produce uh, his senior season the way that everyone hoped he had he would because of injury. He's dealt with injury ever since getting to the NFL. He slipped in the draft because of injury. Yeah. So if we're getting everyone fully healthy at their college peak, LaVisca Chenault is unstoppable. Man who brought home a big dub against Nebraska at Nebraska. Oh, yeah. You were at that one. And helped win a game against Nebraska the next year. 2-0 in his career against Nebraska. 
He almost housed a kick return in that game, which is kind of scary to then go out LaVisca Chanel returning a kick. He's and then he fumbled it. Revered in my eyes. Um. Okay. Sparky Buff says, remember Josh Smith? He was related to Darrell Scott. Oh, I remember Josh Smith very well. I'm going to go 22 personnel. 21. <laughs> give me give me Eric Bienemy and my flex. Okay. Smart. Um, EB, just the competitiveness, national champion, uh, leadership, running style, low to the ground, beast, man. Dude, you're one two punch of Rashawn Salam and Eric Bienemy. I know. Imagine if I had someone like Cordale to run I know. the ball with. Yeah. That's the thing, is like you're going kind of. You're ground and pound. Yeah, I might I be am. airing it out I a little am, bit. I I've still got a couple picks here. Um, yeah, I'm true big eight football. You're more you're more a coach prime offense. Snake draft, I get the next pick, though, right? Oh, you're right. Okay, that's fine. I'm so. going to take, not that it matters, but give me Nelson Spruce as my number one wide receiver. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, wide receiver is so hard. I know. Nelson, Nelson Spruce. Spruce wide receiver so hard because the older, more talented guys don't necessarily have the stats that hold up anymore. Um, Yo, so Nelson Spruce had a 1200 yard season in which he had 106 receptions, which is unheard of in college football, a hundred reception seasons uh, just, and no, just uh, no. 12 touchdowns, I believe. He was the only reason to tune in and watch Buffs football for a nice little stretch there. Um, I think he's going to be probably the most unheard of player in terms of uh, our wider audience yeah, that isn't longtime yeah. Buffs fans. Yep. But dude set the uh, Pac-12 receptions record. Like uh, I said to you, the most consistent college receiver I've ever seen in my life. He was a Blitnikoff finalist. Like, yeah, absolute freak. Yeah, uh, 100%. When it comes to just, like, consistency, like, he wasn't a freak in terms of athleticism or anything like that. Just, boom, he's open on every play. He catches the ball, moved the chains. I mean, like, good size, amazing hands, got open. Like, at the college level, like, he could have started for anyone anywhere. Yep. All right. You have made a, de made a decision difficult for me because I could technically... Yeah, block you from getting who I think you actually should have just taken right now. Oh, God. But I also want to do something else that I know you can't do now. I have back-to-back -back picks. Yeah. Okay. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, God. I think I'm going to let you get away with this one just because I want both of these guys. I will take back-to-back yeah, I mean, -back picks Chris here. Chris Brown, let it be clear. Chris Brown and Bobby Purify. No way. You got to unite them? Yeah, That's I'm amazing. reuniting Chris Brown and Bobby Purify in my offense. That's magical. Uh, you can put Chris Brown as the starter considering he's probably my favorite buff of all time. So he can um, be the top running So back, he can be no. the top one. Uh, and Bobby Purify will be my flex. Love that the O one squad. Dude, my my team is so big, it's huge, <laughs> man. It's fucking huge. Every player on here is like six four. Yep, that's nuts. Um, Bobby Purify, <laughs> making it easy. It's P U R I F Y. Good old Bobby. Great that we have three O1ers in here. I know. Should I draft Joe Clapp, make him my quarterback? To, well, you uh, kind of have well, a tough decision here. That's the, uh, yeah, this is going to be a really bad one. Um, I will take Mike Pritchard as my wide receiver to close out my skill guys. Oh, okay. So I think you messed this up. You think I should have taken who here? Paul Richardson, I think, should have been your first receiver off the board. Who was on my list? I'm a big, I'm a big P. Rich believer. I evaluated him. I gave him a second round grade. Like, that's like at my height of following the buffs and being like dialed on all things draft. Uh, Paul Richardson, all time leader in yards in a season for the buffs and yards in a game for the buffs. He had 280 receiving yards in a game, and that season ended up with like 1,300 receiving yards. But 
you can't go wrong with Nelson Spruce and Mike Pritchard. I'm glad you you confirmed that I did the right thing because I was going to try to block you from getting P. Rich because I thought he was a class above the best. So I was thinking of putting him in my flex. Well, but and on pure talent, too, I mean, P. Rich, there's a really nice little case to be made for him, you know, really nice case. Yep. All right. Um, finish your team. In my heart, heart of hearts. Second quarterback on my board is Seffel. You're getting him at the peak, so you don't have to f think about years one through three for Seffo, which I were know. not great. You think about the year four where he was like Tim Tebow light. I know. I could spread him with Koi Detmer. Yep. Who kind of that? I don't. The Detmer era isn't like my favorite of buffs. It's actually maybe that's my the biggest old time, yeah, right? It's, like, it's it's my biggest blind spot uh, in buffs history is the Coy Detmer Rick Neuheisel years. Um, for whatever reason, I think it's honestly because they were good but not great yeah, coming off yeah. of teams that were all yep, great, yep. and so they just don't have the hype around them. Whereas if you took those teams and brought them, they to were the Avs this year. Well, yeah, exactly. It's like the standards falling off just a bit, and you're not quite as interesting. There's also like, he hasn't picked him yet. Um, Sal and Essie, there's a really interesting case to be made for. Yeah, Sal at least gets an honorable mention for if he at the peak of his powers. Yeah, if he wasn't sadly taken from us before he got. I know. To, I know. To develop into who he could have been. He's Click maybe, that undo button, Alyssa. Give me Sefo. I'm standing by my uh, guns. I think Sefo in the read option with EB <laughs> and Rashan Salam in the backfield and Daniel Graham running, uh, blocking for him is going to destroy people. Destroy. Let it be known. Let it be reminded that that season Sefo played and the Buffs are a top 15 team, winner of the Pac 12 South, a Pac 12 South that I believe. Every single other team at one point was ranked in that year. Dude, the Buffs were number nine in the college football playoff rankings at one point. They were also undefeated in games that Cephalou Fowl started and ended. So the loss at the big house to Michigan, he gets knocked out in the third quarter. Yep. The USC loss that will forever haunt me to this day. He doesn't play. He doesn't play. Yep. And the Pac-12 championship... Uh, he's knocked out like the first drive in and the Alamo Bowl and the Alamo Bowl against uh, Oklahoma State. Macy Rudolph. Uh, yeah, Mason Rudolph. Um, he gets they had James Robinson. Is that his name? The wide receiver? No, that's James Washington. James. Yes. Who went James to uh, the Steelers. Steelers yeah. Also that that Washington team that they lost to in the Pac-12 championship game had all sorts of NFL talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, John Ross, Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis. Um, uh, Vita Jake Vea. Browning's throwing to him. Vita Vea's there. Shaq Thompson. Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy. there. They've got some other stud Buda corners. Baker. Did you say that yeah, already? Yeah, I mean, Buda that team Baker. was stacked. No, stacked. That team stacked. was stacked. I mean, they went to the playoffs. They were the fourth team. They went yeah, to the playoffs. They, got, they played Alabama. Got they got smoked. smoked. That's because Jake Browning, is that his name? Yeah. He had a noodle arm. Yeah, classic. Okay, classic so I have the last pick here. I have to fill my tight end spot. There's actually two options here, um, both second-round picks, but I'm sticking with my just monstrous team and taking Christian Fourier. It's a great one. Uh, a two-time Super Bowl champion, uh, you know, uh, just an all-around fantastic tight end, a player whose son is actually uh, yes. in the program yes. right now, Caleb, Caleb right? Fourier. Yeah. Um, four star recruit, if I'm not mistaken, and or at least high three. You could have gone Joel Klopfenstein here, um, kind of an under unheralded yeah. buff tight end who was also a second round pick. Doing research, JV Kane in the in the 70s was the seventh overall pick. Holy shit! Yeah, I've never even heard that name before. I know. So sorry to the Buffs faithful. Apologies to JV Kane, um, but Christian Fourier standing at six four two fifty, which he. Seems like he plays bigger than that. <laughs> no kidding. Um, 1995, second round pick, 39th overall. Uh, had a lengthy 12-year career in the NFL with two Super Bowls under his belt. Yeah. There you go. What a blast. My man. team is so fucking monstrous. They're huge. 
They are huge. I don't know. You know, honestly, in retrospect, I'm not sure Bobby Purify is uh, worthy of the rest of the tier you have there. He dealt with health. He was oft injured. He did. And uh, when Chris Brown leaves for the league in 01, right? Mm -hmm. We all think it's going to be Bobby's year in 20, 2002. And it doesn't quite happen. He's not quite healthy. And no. in some ways, that's really like the beginning of the end. So there were other options I could have gone there. Uh, Philip Lindsay obviously has a special place yep, in my yep, heart. An yep. absolute dog. Yep. Put up crazy numbers too uh, late in his career. Uh, Speedy Stewart was an option <laughs> there. Great one. Great. Who's just like, I mean, a fantastic option there. Yeah. Um, who else could I have gone with? P. Rich. I could have taken in P. Rich. the flex yep. would have been very intrigued. The trump card in some ways could have been legend Byron Wizard White. It's hard to go back to the 20s. It's really hard. Or, or before that. Wikipedia lists his position as B. <laughs> baller. <laughs> Ball straight baller. Dude, he bro. legit was the running back, sometimes the quarterback, yeah, the punter, yeah. and the kicker of the team. Oh, and then in state, a legend, the top three pick, goes on to have an amazing career. Um, politics right well he became a supreme court justice yeah and then so i mean all, all like had i picked byron wizard white as my flex the, no one blinks an eye over eb yeah yeah it would it wouldn't have been the great maybe not the best twitter pullable but you know yeah um but you taking slash did uh Got me good. I think that <laughs> got me I think good, the draft is over based on guessing who guessed the right number behind Alyssa's back. <laughs> yeah, pretty, much. pretty uh, much. Which is unfortunate. You know what? What's crazy, Dre? Shador Sanders has two years at Colorado to put himself into this conversation. The bar for him to be the second quarterback taken in this draft five years from now isn't all that high. Now, I'm not saying no, there haven't been good players. Not at all. But... Sefo, yeah, Sefo or Coy Detmer, Coy Detmer. Didn't mention Clat, you know. Yeah, Clat deserves to be in there. Um, Cody Hawkins has a, a obviously Stop. crazy no, numbers. No, he doesn't. He has Darian crazy Hagen numbers. and Salonesi are no, the, just, the other guys. Darian Hagen and Salonesi, but then you're it's just tough because you're running the option. I know. No, I mean if you look at the stats, they don't match up. So that's the reason why there hasn't been that much. Uh, quarterback history Move at Colorado forward. because their best years were running the triple option. I'm just saying I refuse for Hawkins or like all I was saying was Cody Hawkins Hansen has the numbers. This he has he has the crazy stats. <laughs> I'm so scarred by those years of football. But I'm just saying Shador, you know, leads the buffs to a bowl game this year and does something oh, special dude. next oh. year. He's getting drafted second in this in this draft. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. That was fun, man. That was incredible. I don't uh, think we've ever done a buff spot before. We have never done a buff I used spot to together. Listen, I think this is like a career goal, you know? Finally coming to Hell fruition. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, we're much more on the rails than we would be if this were bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And if there were bets, we might also have some Breck Brews in us. Get over to Breck Brew. Check out their Avalanche Amber Ale. It's actually like 60 degrees today, which means we are bordering on the edge of strawberry incredible, sky season. Incredible. There's nothing like a ice cold strawberry sky at like the first DNVR golf tournament of the mm, season coming up and it's almost sold out over a hundo homies coming. We we're going full spring game on this thing. Yeah. It's not for over a month and yeah. we've almost sold it out. Yeah. Um, but there are still spaces. So if you want to get your foursome in for the, uh, for the uh, tournament, the scramble de Mayo, on Cinco de Mayo at City Park Golf Course, right down the street from the DNVR bar. Uh, get in on that, and we'll be drinking Breck Brews, of course. So <laughs> right, right. hit up our friends over at Breck Brews, the Breck Brew locator. No matter where you are, whether you're in Mississippi, um, you know, you're on Mississippi in Denver, uh, or you're somewhere else along the Mississippi River, yeah. use the Breck okay. Brew locator to find out where there's some Breck Brews near you. Yep. Uh, and also a shout out to our presenting sponsor, Illegal Pete's. Uh, what's your order at Illegal Pete's? This is a new oh, question we ask everyone. Man, it's I'm I'm still in the process of figuring out my order. I you you stumped me with the D reverse nachos. Yeah, ver, reverse nachos. Those are incredible, man. Yeah. The but like I got I got late to the holiday party and the taquitos were basically gone and 
I've been kicking myself ever since. Yep. Those were delish. Taquitos are a move for me if I'm not like starving. Big boy. Yep. With yep. a team like the one you just drafted, you got a bit, bit more hunger than uh, yeah, than dude. that. With my whole team is eating like <laughs> yeah, two full burritos yeah. from Illegal Pete's. Yeah, with uh, Visca and uh, Michael Westbrook, he's a hungry boy. So check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. We appreciate them for all of their support. And Pete himself, a Buffs fan, incredible. Actually, probably a huge fan of the uh, the the players that we just drafted. It's more, that's right up right up his alley. Especially Good that for 94 you, Pete. team. Good for you, Pete. Yeah, the 94 team, man. All right. Get these likes up. Actually, great great like number so far. But let's try to hit 300 by the end of the show. And yep. for now, let's yep. check out what kind of questions you guys have for today. Yes. Keith Stewart says, how is the parking at Folsom, boy? Boys, this will be my first <laughs> time coming to a CU game. It's really spread out. It's not great. doesn't make it easy. If you're not familiar with the town and have never been... It won't be great. Yeah. The cool thing is easy peasy on the shuttle parking. I don't know if they'll even have that available at the spring game, but they probably will. After a while, I was like, you know what? Screw trying to find parking in town. I'm just shuttle parking it. Yeah. I would just say like you could look up uh, parking by Wolf Law. That's like mm. a it's just like a day of pay That's a price, a good one. Yeah. but it's, you, you got to walk across campus. It's kind of a nice thing, right? If yeah, you're yeah, experiencing yeah. it for the first right, time, right, you right, walk right. all the way through campus to get to the stadium um there's also like some local businesses that you can park at like down uh by the safeway uh off of Folsom and Arapaho um so there's a there's a few spots Uh, I also think there is parking in the garage that's like uh, attached to the champion center I just assume it fills up oh no way yeah I'd assume yeah so there you go that answers that Next one, uh, Sean Camp. Any news on? And correct me if I'm wrong, Chad. If I get the name wrong here, Juriente Davis and Sivion uh, Wilkerson. So Davis was a linebacker for uh, Jackson State, who produced a lot last season uh-huh. uh, and, and just hit the portal. Um, I believe, if you guys recall, when we made our players to watch during. The celebration bowl he was on our list as was wilkerson the running back um I, with wilkerson i just fear that the running back room is already really it's crowded filling up man with smoke and the rest yeah you, know. you got smoke you've got Dion smith who has earned some yeah uh, you've yeah. got porn star charlie offered all that's coach prime's nickname for him not mine um who is making a, an impression yeah. anthony hankerson had a hype run in that same charlie offered all video he mm. had a long touchdown mm. run uh, Victor Venn, another young, speedy, like almost like Darian Hagen as a running back player, um, oh. and Dylan Edwards. So I have a hard time imagining they're going to add to that room. But Davis, I've been saying middle linebacker was a concern for me until they got Demoy Kennedy. Yeah. That being said, that shows you I just don't trust the depth. I'd be I would love to add Davis uh, to to that room. Uh, I think he had like seven and a half tackles for loss last season. Like a dude who can play at that position and maybe just gives the defensive staff someone they can trust in there as a depth piece. Yeah. Yeah. From Angela RK. Will the TCU versus CU crowd be the biggest crowd CU's ever played in front of? Where was the CU Natty played at? Definitely not. No way. Um, I would say the miracle at Michigan is being played in front of a sold out big house which is one of the five, I assume, five big biggest stadiums in America. Um, that's like 110,000. It's like top two. Dude. Yeah. So, and they played there again to a sold-out crowd right. in the rise 16, season. 16, yeah. Yep, where they probably win that game and maybe play in the college football playoff if Cepho doesn't suffer a severe uh, sprained ankle. Those I first two quarters are still like a fever dream to me. Dude, I was in the stadium. I was losing my mind. Buffs bro. have a blocked punt, right? for a touchdown um they're up i want to say 21 7 and then uh oh gosh what's the guy's name who went to the browns the sick all you could uh do it all safety wide receiver uh, peppers Pepper. julius Jab- peppers jabril 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 peppers went crazy jake butt went crazy in that game um yeah so they've they've played some massive stadiums before yeah and the the natty's uh orange bowl right 
Yep. So. I don't know what the, the numbers yeah, are. Yeah, I don't think it's quite. But they've even played in front of a sold-out mile high before, which is 76,000. Right, right. Or any time they've played on Nebraska, you know, they've got a 40-year sold-out streak. So, you know, that 90,000, I believe. Right, there. right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. From Easy Does It, a super chat. We really appreciate the super chat. What does Jimmy Horn and number two coached by, uh, wait, what about Jimmy Horn and number two coached by Josh Hicks on spring break? Um, yeah, so the guys are out in Miami training. I actually saw like DJ Jones of the Broncos is training with them. Wow, um, they're, they're training with like some big names out there, uh, including Josh Hicks. So um, not bad. I'd love to see it. I mean, the connections and the people and Terrell Owens is going to be up oh, in Boulder. Dude, it's like, just wild. It's unbelievable. And in that type of exposure, I think, trumps the NIL numbers that are being thrown around. Um, what you get playing with Coach Prime is like a window to the world. And it just doesn't exist at Florida or wherever they're just throwing these massive numbers because they have the big boosters like it's not it's a weird thing right in college football because the the nil money is essentially coming from the boosters which used to just go under the table now it's over the table but it's all still sketchy and the deeper we get into this the more kids are going to realize they're just being lied to and screwed over yeah. with this nil money coach prime doesn't play games like that you can get your nil money but you have to you essentially have to earn it the right way yeah in terms of you got to like sign a deal with a company and that means you're actually going to get that money rather than some collective promising you right. this that or the other and it not coming through so i think uh eventually the 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 doors that coach prime opens will be viewed as more valuable than just the straight nil money that people are giving out and you're already seeing some players make that decision the buffs aren't throwing around millions in the nil game um and i saw Someone just came out with their rankings. They put both Shador and Travis in the top 10 of NIL value yeah, yeah. Uh, in college football. I think they had uh, Travis at 1.7 and Shador at 1.5, wow. which they absolutely can go get, but they're going to get it from like Nike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So anything else we got? Uh, All right. Um, this was a fun one today. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us, tuning in. Appreciate Legal Pete's for presenting our show. Um, man, a sold-out spring game. I, we knew it was coming, but to see it in writing on a press release from the University of Colorado that they sold out, an emphasis on sold. They sold tickets to this game and sold over 40,000 tickets to a spring game. $400,000 that they would have not seen otherwise. And people wonder why Rick George said, we'll find the money to pay Coach Prime. On ESPN. Just That's dug up $400,000 from under the couch. Not bad. Pretty great. Bad. Shout out to, uh, to Coach Prime for making it happen. Shout out to you guys for tuning in. And we will catch you tomorrow with another special guest on the DNVR Buffs podcast.